Welcome to another weekly edition of Weeks and the Pope, the podcast with Stephen Weeks and Robin Francis. Available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you enjoy what you hear, give us a follow and a rating and spread the word about Weeks and the Pope. As always, thanks to Renee, Megan, and everyone at Hobson Barley for their support. This week on the show, talking college football, NFL, college basketball, a little MLB as well, and Stephen's best bet. It's the Weeks in the Pope podcast. So sad week for college football as we got word what uh, Sunday, sometimes Sunday, by Mike Leach and uh, that he had had a uh, uh, either a heart attack or a stroke and wasn't doing well. And then Mike passed away this week as we start doing our podcast early in the week. And for Mississippi State football, uh, everywhere else that he was uh, that he was a part of a football program. I, I'm sure that they are in shock at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Mike Leach was easily one of my favorite coaches, it's solely because he was – he honestly just did not care. Like, he didn't care what people thought or, like, uh, his opinions – like, what their opinions of him were. Like, he he was very outspoken about a lot of things. Like, you would ask him anything in an interview and he'd talk about, like, Bigfoot or the – or, you know, just <laughs> – and just everything uh, I've watched probably 20 30 videos already this morning of just him going through talking about Halloween candy uh, after a win uh, <laughs> I've seen some of his rants after games where he was mad in a locker room and those are still just funny like after like even after they lost it's just funny because he's just he was great for college football uh had you know he brought two programs from Texas Tech and Washington State that were completely irrelevant to being you know relevant programs while that's he was true. there that's true uh he took over a Mississippi State program that was pretty much it was mediocre and I mean he didn't he didn't bring them to like a national a higher, prominence or anything like that but no, they they're a bowl team and they beat Miss, Ole Miss this year yeah and that's really a lot of time that's all they care about yeah that's all they care about um <laughs> but he was great for the sport uh he's you know, just one of those fun characters, just you know that everybody enjoyed listening to. Now, uh, it's just one of those things. It's it's a tough day for college football. Uh, co- uh, you know, if you're a fan of college football, more than likely you liked uh, you liked his antics, or or you didn't. You either probably loved him or hated him, but he was still fun to. You know, I enjoyed listening to some you know his rants, and I'm sure it made some of the t- time. Uh, you know, some of the fans on his like teams mad because you know he'd want they'd want to hear something about football, but he was talking about <laughs> the 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 inner workings of a of a pirate ship or something <laughs> like that. You know, just uh, insane stuff. But he was you know he was great for college football. A lot of people you can you can get on Twitter today and you know the next couple of days and you can just see how much. He meant to a bunch of people, and you know, and I think he's just going to be missed by a lot. And I hate that for the whole Mississippi State, Washington, Washington State, Texas Tech communities. Like there, that dude was an innovator. He created, you know, he 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 brought the air raid offense to just completely different levels. Uh, you know, and his coaching tree is unbelievable. That are you know some of the guys that are coaching right now, like Lincoln Riley, Josh Heupel, uh uh, Sonny Dykes at TCU and, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, who was his quarterback at Texas Tech. I mean, those are some pretty big names in the coaching business today, and those yeah. come straight from him. 
you know, he worked under Hal Mummy. Like, they were just, you know, just a big air raid guy. And then, like, they just completely brought it to – he just brought it to an, uh, another level. And it was just – it's a it's a tough day for college football. Just that's, you know, that, that sucks. Now they go from celebrating a Heisman winner on Saturday night to, to Mike Leach for basically the next day. But uh, Caleb Williams of USC is your is your Heisman. A lot of people upset. Uh, some can't figure out the Heisman. It's one of those things that I find it funny because I didn't give a shit about the Heisman since, I don't know, 1982, really. I mean, it's been one of those awards where a few people vote and it's not really about who's the best player in college football. It's just more of a glitz and glam, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think of the four, they picked the right winner, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Caleb Williams, yeah, I don't really care what people's opinions of him are, of, you know, what he did with his nails. <laughs> he liked to get a manicure, man. Like I, The, the he, funny he thing got, is, is like, fun. these people don't even, like, all they look at is that. They don't care, like. I'm sure that they've never done anything wrong in their entire life. Oh, no. You no. know, I'm sure nothing, anything. It, it, I thought it was funny. I did too. That what he guess does. what? You guess know. what? He, he's not in the playoffs. No. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, who cares? He got, look, he, he didn't make the playoffs, but he won Heisman. Like, do you think he, he said, he even said in his speech, he would much rather be in the, uh, in those three, uh, the, those three quarterbacks positions because they're in the playoffs. Yeah. So it really isn't that big of a deal. I'm not going to get back into what I tar- uh, talked about last week because I still I think the three people that were sitting down should have been replaced by three people that weren't there. <laughs> uh, but the p- right person should have won. The right person that I thought should have won it won it. Um, if you know if Bryce Young couldn't win it, um, so it, I think it was right. Uh, but also, but you know, y'all get over yourselves. Like, uh, who cares? <laughs> Caleb Williams, he's he's twenty two, twenty three years old. I don't care that he, he he wrote something on his fingernails. Like, I don't care. He lost, and then he didn't make the playoffs. There's what that's what happens. Yeah. Sometimes you talk shit and you lose. That's true. Who that's cares? True. Uh, it, they're 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 college kids. Quit acting like they're thirty year olds. You know, full time jobs. Like, who? Ca- I just don't care. It's not and and one thing he's done he's done like really great things for the community outside of that. But y'all don't care about that. All you care about is fuck Utah and fuck Notre Dame on the fingernails. <laughs> I like to fuck Notre Dame. Like That's just me. who cares? Like I mean, my God, uh, y'all just like people just bitch to bitch like about. Oh well, yeah, they just want to find yeah. stuff to bitch about about like players. Well, because, I mean, they, and they're all upset because Hendon Hooker and. Didn't make it. Yeah. I'm mad about that, but I don't care. Caleb Williams is a fucking awesome player. Yeah. I mean, everybody, like you said, they bitch to bitch. They want to be mad, and that's where it comes from. So, And it's it's uh, it's relevant in today's society because everybody just loves to be mad at something, either politically or socially. And sometimes you can combine everything into one, and they just absolutely lose their friggin' minds. Uh, bowl games start on Friday. That means you've got like, uh, if if you're a college football fan, it's Christmas early, because yep. I mean you do have some decent games. Not really Friday. Uh, I think Texas San Antonio Troy could have a could be a good game yeah, in the Cure Bowl. I, you know, if, if you, like 
they call it sicko Saturday, you know, whenever you're watching uh, the other games that that are just crazy and, you know, that don't really have an impact on the college football. These are the games that are that fall right into that. Yeah. Like Texas, UTSA. I'm, I'm anxious to see UAB. I know they yeah. don't have their coach anymore. Uh, you know, they just recently hired Trent Dilfer. They play the first game on Friday. I think it's at 11 o'clock. Uh, I mean, I, these are these are Vegas games. Yeah, like if you're a gambler. They're which, definitely Vegas which games. Which I am. Like, those are these are fun to play with. Yep. I mean, you're not going to – look, I'll tell you this. You ain't going to win money on them because no. – No, because you don't know so, what the hell is about to happen. Yeah, I, I could give you the spreads Half on Half of the guys may not play. Yeah, I could give you the spreads on them, but it doesn't really matter. Right. Like, yeah. none of those matters because there's going to be kids that don't play. There's going to be kids that are transferring, like, all that crap. It doesn't matter. These are just fun. Yeah. And, so, and some of these are these, uh, you know, for seniors, it's the last time they ever get to put on uniforms. So, that's true. So, those, like, you know. There's a lot of them that don't go beyond that level. Um, Saturday, you've uh, been playing, like we talked about earlier last week, Cincinnati and Louisville playing in the Fenway Bowl at Fenway Park. But uh, the former Louisville coach is now coaching Cincinnati. And obviously that's uh, awkward, you know, that kind of thing. But I think Louisville got their guy. Yeah. Um, oh, Jeff Rome, without a doubt. Uh, he's coming home. Well, hopefully that's not a, a, a double suck for Louisville because they have one that just came home. And, oh, yeah. 0-9. Oh, um, you, you got a shot. They play FAU next. Don't, don't go there. They don't have a shot. FAU stinks. They stink worse <laughs> you, than Louisville. What, what, you know they don't. There's no one in the country stinks worse than Louisville right now. You, Louisville gets their first <laughs> win right here. So does that save Kenny Payne's job? We'll get on that later. Uh, Florida, Oregon State in the Vegas Bowl Saturday. Uh, I, I love the Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> LA Bowl. Uh, Washington State, Fresno State. If you could ever have your own bowl, uh, one, it means that you're already rich enough to – Promote the bowl, but then you know so you gonna make buku on the bowl. One day when this thing pops off, we're gonna we're gonna host our own bowl game. That'd be it's cool. We played at War Memorial Stadium out here. <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, I think we can go somewhere else, but can <laughs> we have four people there? It's gonna be uh, fun. It'll be like a Union City home game. The likes of. <laughs> <laughs> the likes of a Toledo and yeah. <laughs> a Toledo and Texas State playing each other. It's going to be really fun. I can't wait. Uh, I did watch a little bit of the FCS playoffs this past weekend. Um, Montana State may be the best team in the nation. Uh, they really, really look good, especially at home. When you go up there, it's just another environment that people are not used to. In uh, in Bozeman and Missoula and those areas, but uh, they look really really good. Obviously, uh, you still have some other teams still alive, but um, they're getting down to what semifinals this weekend? Yeah, it's Incarnate Word. Yeah, uh, they're twelve and one. They are traveling to North Dakota State, the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, until you go and beat them. Um, then we get Montana State, who's twelve and one, who's traveling to South Dakota State. So the Dakotas are getting their shot once again. Montana State was in the FCS championship last year. Yep. Uh, we could probably possibly just have another rematch. South Dakota State, I think, beat North Dakota State this year. So they did. Uh, yep. It's going to be, you know, it, South Dakota State's the number one seed. Yes, and so, North Dakota State, I think, is three, and I think Montana State's two. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it pretty much went chalk. Incarnate Word wasn't – they're they're up there. They were a national seed, but I don't know which one they are. Right. Uh, but, I mean, it went pretty much chalk in FCS, and it usually does. Like, you'll have early round upsets, 
But like when it comes down to it, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, oh, yeah. and Montana State. Now they're the cream. They're the cream of the crop in the FCS, and they're the ones that are. Now that James Madison is in the FBS, right, uh, right? They're no longer in that picture, and it's those three. And you're going to see those until any of them decide to move up. That is true. Uh, so that'll be this weekend. Some of the uh, college football games you'll be able to see. I guess we can. Uh, the piggyback on to MLB, or is that where we want to go? Um, no, let's just move on to – or let's just go on to – hey, well, wait, before we do that, let's do – right. uh, the NCAA awards, not only the Heisman oh, that's was right. – yeah. not only yeah. the Heisman about was uh, announced, and I'm not going to name all of these, but uh, the NCAA awards, the Blitnikoff Award, which is for the best wide receiver, was awarded to Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Yeah, he had breakout games, man. Uh, the five-touchdown game against Alabama was yeah. incredible. Um. The Bronco Nagurski with best defensive player went to Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. Uh, I can see that. You know, I said that Bryce Young is the best player, <clears> I thought, <throat> in college football. There's possibility that he this Will Anderson could be the best player in college football. Maybe the number one pick. Maybe the number one pick. It all depends on yep. where it lies. Uh, the Texans are probably going to draft a quarterback, so they get, they'll get C.J. Yeah. Stroud, Bryce Young, or this guy. Um, the Davey O'Brien, the top quarterback award, went to Max Duggan from TCU. So, obviously, yeah. it isn't, you know – so it's weird how sometimes that works. Like the, uh, you can be the Heisman, but you won't win the Davy O'Brien, which <laughs> yeah. is the top quarterback. Uh, the Doak Walker, which is the best running back, went to Bijan Robinson at Texas. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think it, it would have went to Blake Quorum if he doesn't get hurt. No, I agree. I agree. But I mean, Robinson had some good games. Oh, he's he's uh, incredible. He's, he's a beast. He's 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 going to be an incredible player uh, the next level. I can see that. Also, before we move on, and we'll just move on to the NFL because that's, okay. <laughs> because, you know, NFL was wild and fun again. Um, uh, Deion Sanders landed his first top 300 commit with uh, Colorado at a four-star out of Kansas. He had been committed to Notre Dame. So, Deion's already started. Oh, he's he's going to pull so many people away. There's coaches out there that are shitting their drawers right now because Deion, if they hear Deion on the horizon for any of their guys, he's they're gone. They're gone. They're going to or, him. Or if they're already, you know, already committed to like a Bama or – or Georgia, like they're <coughs> sorry. Um, there's a possibility that those guys aren't going to leave, but in the next couple of years, you yeah. have to worry about Colorado. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, NFL this past weekend, like you said, it was crazy. Uh, we do know Titans suck right now. Fans think that J. Rob's firing had anything to do with it. Have no clue about how an NFL team works. Um, it's just one of the reasons that he was fired is because they suck, uh, especially across the offensive line. I thought it was interesting that they they were bringing out that left tackle daily, um, <laughs> won the job this past week, and I'm like, who who the hell was he going against? Doing Cause, radars because that that's just shit. I mean, he is awful. That's another. the reason the Tannehill fumbled and was sacked so many times is because he can't block. Yeah, the guy that was I uh, can't remember who it was, but the guy that he was going against was coming off the end of the line. Or the he was coming off the edge untouched. Yeah, like it wasn't even like the Devin Daly could even get out there and block him. They they it would was, have to put two extra people on there. That means Tannehill would throw to one. Yeah, it's just pathetic. Uh, their offensive line is terrible. We have a, a second round, a high second rounder behind Devin Daly, who's not made the not made the rotation. Yeah, that who he who was he drafted by? That's <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. you've, the Titans drafted two tackles in the past three years or four years that were supposed to be the future uh, right. tackles. Neither one of them play. One of them's not even in the league anymore. Yeah. 
that's that's the scouting, and that's part of the issue. Yeah, that uh, that that fans that the fans are, are actually have been pointing at for quite a while. My buddy Cam said, my buddy Cam's talk. We went and ate one, uh, breakfast or brunch on Sunday, and we were we were standing outside talking about the Titans, and he, they you know we were just talking about the fire, and he said. Why don't you? He said, "Why don't people think like that, that we're in the middle of scouting season?" That's uh, right. Why would you want if you're going to fire him at the end of the season? Why would you want him to go through this whole process of scouting people for for nothing? You don't want his system, or you don't want his numbers, or his people in there looking at guys that he that we don't want anymore. And you want somebody else with a with fresh eyes to be looking at these these players. So it made sense. Like that's that's just another reason on top of everything that we've mentioned last week and we talked about. Like that's the just another reason why he had to go. Player development was supposed to be a strong point. Uh, it turned out to be the the undoing in many ways. And I, I know there's the the wound is fresh for a lot of people, especially given where we are uh, and where J Rob is from. Uh, you know he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to land on his feet. Um, he got a really nice severance package, and I'm sure that he'll be on TV very soon. Should be. Yeah. The guy knows what he's talking about in some ways, and he would be entertaining on TV. And he did decent job getting like late round talent. Like, yeah. they, like they didn't make Pro Bowls, but they, he did a really good job of getting guys that nobody thought of in those late rounds. Like, right. So I mean, he does. He did a good a job of that. But when it comes to drafting major players and people like like front end. Li- Front end draft players like first and second rounders, it wasn't a good job. Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry's a good one, yeah. But you know, and we kind of got him at a still position at the uh, at the second round. Uh, but I feel like that he would have been a a, a a winner no matter where he would have been drafted. No, there's there's little doubt about that. Now hindsight twenty twenty on on Henry, but uh, I, I, it's it's just going to have to start over. For a lot of things, and part of that starting over may be the two coordinators need to go. Uh, definitely Todd Downing. Uh, when you have you, when you can sit there and evaluate your line in mid game, and your guy, your Pro Bowler, your greatest running back of all time, is running really well to the right side. Why the hell do you even run to the left side? Why did he have three carries in the second half? Right. Because he panicked. I told you he would. I told you on a text that he's about to panic, and he did. And they were within that game the whole time. He had 100 the whole time. And, what, 123 yards rushing? Yes. He had three carries in the second half. Yes, right. they were down, but you don't have to panic when you're down nine. It wasn't even that 11. at one point. It, it was six. It was six. <laughs> and sure, you stalled at one point. And Trevor Lawrence had a good day. Yeah. But the uh, Titans secondary, their beat-up secondary in a way, they made him look better. And then, you know, the three turnovers in the first half of the Titans mm-hmm. caused 17 points for the uh, for the Jags. Like, that didn't help anything. It's just – I don't know. Like, I still think they make the playoffs easily because the, the other teams – I mean, the Jags, I guess, could win out. They could. I don't think they will. Um, um I think the Titans will get some injury-prone injuries back uh, by the time they play Jacksonville on the final game, and that may be for a playoff spot. And, we'll they play see. The, and they'll play the Texans again, too. Yeah. So, Texans, Texans about beat Dallas, and a wins, wins, win. Yeah, whatever on that. Because, but we'll get to them. But what you saw was Dak was just horrible. Until he wasn't horrible one, when it mattered, huh? He wasn't horrible when it mattered. 
but he but he was. He almost lost that game yards. to the Texans. Yeah, I know. I know what he almost did, but almost <laughs> only counts in horseshoes and hand, hand No, grenades. it counts in this too because they won because it's going to happen during the playoffs. Maybe they're ten it and will. three. The, look, the Chiefs almost lost to the Titans. The yeah. Bills have lost some crappy games. The the Vikings, who were ranked uh, up there high, got stomped by the Cowboys. Lost to the lowly Lions this week. The NFL is a very hard league to win. Cowboys Lions have won five five yeah, out of six. That's great for them. They still you know, suck. They're um, not they're not going to get to the playoffs. No. But the, the 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 idea that they will is a pipe dream. But it's a great start for them. It's a good turnaround. Especially for, for Lions Campbell. fans. Good, good for Dan Campbell. You know, but Lions fans haven't had anything to cheer about. I'm going to get up to later this. I'm going to give my power rankings of the okay. NFL, the entire NFL. Uh, and I know you're going to disagree with it because you've already disagreed <laughs> with me about it. And Baker Mayfield legacy grows uh, after Thursday night. Just uh, <laughs> leading <laughs> – them to win over the Raiders. Um, he's going to land thing somewhere. Happened in the last Sunday night game or Monday night game. Yeah, exact same thing. Sixteen to three. Come back and win. Happened. Come back and win, just like it. It's it's Weird. strange. It is very very strange. But uh, credit for, to Baker. Yeah. But what they did, obviously, they simplified everything. He had one read. It did not audible at all. He went to the line, snapped it, threw the ball where he needed to throw it, or turned and handed it off. That's had, all he had to do. When he doesn't have to think, he's a pretty damn good quarterback. There you go. There you go. That is it. But, I mean, he's not the answer for the no. Rams. The Rams probably should have lost that game. And I don't mean that because, like, I don't mean that for, like, uh, I mean that for draft purposes. <laughs> They would have been, yeah, because Stafford's not going to be there much been, longer. They if, would have been three and ten if after this season. I don't think he'll be there much longer. I mean, prime yeah. position for a top five pick and a quarterback. Yeah, you know, you could have could have had it. Uh, Buffalo and the Jets playing uh, a terrible, terrible weather. That was yes, it was terrible weather, and the game was ugly. But Buffalo comes out and wins. I thought the reporter telling Josh Allen afterwards that. The uh, that the Bills' offense is not a, a Super Bowl champion offense, and he's just looking at them like, what the hell? <laughs> what can you do in that type of weather? I feel like the Bills do a lot. Like, and yeah, let's just yeah, we'll, we'll, we're counting for the weather. The weather sucked, so yeah. But I mean, they still won the game, and they yeah. and they and they won they won the game going away. So and the Jets are a good team, good defense. They're right a good now. defensive uh, team. And Mike White, Mike White played his heart out. Like him, he went out three different times, had to get carried to the hospital after the game. Dude's a warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're you know, it's just the Bills are one of the most talented teams in football. It's it will take a very very like like super performance from any team to beat them. I think so. Um, Especially if you got to go up there. And and if they're playing, if they're clicking on offense, you're not beating them. Yeah. It don't matter who you. And are. right now they're the number one seed. Yeah. So and and that's just what it is. Now the Chiefs they started off in that first half. Uh, you know we can talk about like who's who's right there with them. Chiefs started off twenty seven to nothing, and I thought that game was just over. Went to the store, came back, and it was twenty seven or. It was twenty seven to twenty two or something. 20, yeah, some, like twenty one, twenty seven, twenty one. Yeah, they relaxed too much on defense that like, game. Holy hell! But yeah. that's what the Chiefs do. The Chiefs do that a lot. They they either don't show up from the very beginning and just overlook teams, and then find uh, find a way to sneak by and win. I agree. Or they or they play really well at first and then just slack off. Mahomes had one of the best plays of the year. It, Mahomes was like with with it was just incredible. Just the the ability to just 
I'm going to throw the ball over there to, to where my guy catches it. Part of it, I really think, is luck. And part of it is just the ability to make a play. Yeah, Mahomes had a monster game, but he still had those three interceptions in the he second did. half. Uh, he did. Uh, honestly, if Russell Wilson doesn't go out, who knows what happens in that game. Um, yeah. But, hey, the you know Chiefs win, and I said this at the very, very start of this segment – all that matters in the NFL is winning the game, and the Chiefs won the game. Uh, I don't like it because they didn't beat the the spread, and they still won. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Philly um, beat the Giants, uh, the best team in football, without a doubt. Right now, they it's, are. Uh, well, I think they're second best. I think San Francisco is the best team in football. I, well, we'll see. I think we, I think we they'll miss. See. They should see. see. They should see. The Eagles each are twelve other. and one, and they're rolling. Yeah. And they, they are good. Things. They are good. San Francisco defensively, without a doubt, can dismantle teams. Brock Purdy, uh, a lot of people don't realize that he was a early Heisman candidate last year at Iowa State. Iowa State went down the crapper uh, because, hell, they were playing in the Big 12. But uh, he's still a good player. Um, a lot of people were surprised by his ability there's a reason San Francisco drafted him. You don't have to be a good quarterback to win in San Francisco. No, but you can, if you're a good quarterback, you can be awesome. Oh, yeah. But the, yeah. The, the 49ers win because their defense is elite. They're the best defense in football. Uh, they dominated Tom Brady. They made him look like mm-hmm. – they made him look like – for the first time in a they long time, him. they, they made him look him. to me like he should go ahead and retire. Yeah. Uh, it, it was there have a, been a couple of games this year where he had to look like that, and that was one of the big ones. Yeah, and it was it was bad. And they're and they're trying to make the playoffs. I mean, they're the the NFC South is just atrocious. They may actually be worse than the AFC South. Oh, it is without a doubt. Uh, it's which is terrible. surprising because it's hard. For, I mean, but with the Jags re, uh, like resurgence, because I mean they're five and what seven and one or five and eight and one, so whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know actually. Yeah, uh, they're. I mean. They're playing really well, and Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. But that was the and the Tigers are seven and six, fifth win. But there's not a team in the NFC South with a winning record. No, they're terrible. Yep, it it is a bad situation. We have San Fran at Seattle on Thursday. Obviously, uh, anytime Seattle plays at home, you have to consider them. Um, but it is San Francisco. We'll see if uh, see if they made any kind of adjustments for Brock Purdy. To go against them Saturday, three games. Love that. Won't yeah. be able to see a damn one of them, but still love it. India, Minnesota, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Miami at Buffalo. Yeah, I don't really care about the first two. The Dolphins and Bills are going to be the game of the. I might even be the game of the week. It probably could be. Um, can the can the thank God the Dolphins are away from the West Coast because they are terrible over there. Ooh. Man, uh, you, you can tell that they were glad, glad to leave. Yeah, I mean, you lost two straight. It just I mean, mm. played horrible. Uh, but, yes, uh, it's going to be fun. The Dolphins' offense versus the Bills' offense, uh, you know, who knows. The Bills' defense has, has gotten better, even though they got some injuries still. Yeah. The Dolphins' defense is still not uh, where, I was, where I think they should be. Uh, but this could be a potential playoff matchup sometime soon. Um, yep. But, do- the, you know, who knows what could happen in these games. Uh, the Dolphins won the first time, right? Yep. In, in Miami. That was the Tua game, obviously. Yep. Uh, but the Bills, the Bills are rolling. They probably will win the game, but I honestly, I don't know. Titans and Chargers on Sunday. It's a late game. Just at three twenty-five. Uh, Philly at Chicago, Atlanta at New Orleans, Detroit at the Jets. That's that's the other one I, I wrote down. Lions and Jets. Yep. Lions have won a few games in a row. The Jets are rewind. Cincinnati at Tampa Bay should be, but it won't be. 
Yeah, and I, the last one I got, and I know you talked about it last week because you were pissed off it got flexed, but I only had four games I cared about this week, and <laughs> the Giants and Commanders on Sunday Night Football was the other uh, was the fourth one. Yeah, uh, it's it, you know it's for playoff positions. You know you've got to win this to keep keeping the playoff spot. So I thought I thought the Commanders took a step back though. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they, they, it was it was they was well they were right on a there this for week, though right. They're on a buy this. They were on a buy this. They were on a buy, buy this past week, so, but coming off a loss, you uh, know the tie. The tie, yeah, that's a loss to me. Well, both of these, you know, lost. exactly. <laughs> this so. is what it was. <laughs> but one, somebody's got to win. Well, I guess no, somebody doesn't. Have to win. We could have another tie. Yeah, you could. Uh, but somebody needs to win for a playoff position. That would be great. Two ties. Two same ties, team. same teams. I wonder yeah. if that's ever happened. And then they could play in a little bowl game later. I wonder if that's it, ever happened. Yeah, I don't think so. I've never even thought about that, but we probably maybe not. maybe might, years and years and years ago. I might look that up later. You know, uh, you got anything else in the NFL before not I give really. my? I, I'm giving power rankings, so you can uh, yeah do the power so rankings. You can, Hell yeah, uh, talk shit about them because I know you're not going <laughs> to agree with them. Uh, my top five power rankings, and then I've got the I've got six and seven. They're called the close but not close enough. Yeah, uh, number one going to have Philadelphia Eagles at twelve and one. They just won forty eight to twenty two against Ain't the Giants. No doubt on the road. Uh, my number two is Buffalo Bills at ten and three. Uh, they just won twenty to twelve versus the Jets, and here's where we have some fun. I have the Kansas City Chiefs at three <laughs> at ten and three. With Mahomes, you have to. Yes, uh, they just won thirty four to twenty eight at the Broncos. And number four, your favorite, my favorite, new favorite, Dallas Cowboys ten and three. They just won twenty seven twenty three against the Texans. <laughs> I had a whole blo- a full blown argument uh, with the work group on Saturday. Uh, about how the Cowboys are good, and even Cowboys <laughs> fans are telling me I'm wrong, and y'all are wrong. Cowboys are good. Ten and three, fourth best team in football. Number five, San Francisco 49ers, nine and four. They beat the Flip Bucks. What, you okay? That's fine, but uh, yeah. y'all are wrong. Uh, <laughs> the Niners are nine and four. They won 35 to seven against the Bucks. Um, so that's my top five. All right, then I have right up outside. I have the Cincinnati Bengals at six. Mm-hmm. Nine and four, they're twenty. They won twenty three to ten against the Browns, and then at seven. And the only reason I have them at seven is because they won some games, and now they're going to have to figure out a way to win a game without their third or second string quarterback. But I put the Baltimore Ravens at nine and four, yeah, sixteen and four, or, yeah. or they won sixteen to fourteen at the Steelers. Uh, I don't know who's behind Tyler Huntley because uh, he's hurt too. <laughs> Maybe Lamar comes back. I don't know. Uh, well, they're projecting possibly, but I don't know, man. I but they're know. not in four. They have a shot. But uh, the yeah. Bengals and I Ravens mean, are battling for who's going to win that. You know, division. it was the first time Burrow ever beat uh, the Browns. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't know how. They're a terrible franchise. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put uh, – <laughs> I'll move San Francisco up to four. Actually, I think they're probably at number three. Um also, we'll put the Cincinnati Bengals at five and the Cowboys down to six. No, that's fine, but y'all are wrong. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying y'all because there's people have there are people that are. I liked what you what you said to me the other day. I just cracked up when you said your cowboy hate is getting him. <laughs> It is interfering with your logic. I thought cowboy hate helps me sleep. That's fine. You, you know, I've hated the Cowboys. This I goes too. way back, way, way back when the St. Louis Cardinals actually had a team, and every friggin' year they knocked them out in the playoffs, and I, I've hated the Cowboys so much, Look, so much all those times. I rooted every, when I was a kid, when I saw the Cowboys in the playoffs. You know, it was, it was every year all the way up into, what, 2000, 
one, two, or three, or something like Probably that. Probably so, yeah. And the last title was in 96, 95. Something like that. So I remember seeing them. I actually remember seeing them win in a Super Bowl. I rooted against them every single time. Yeah. Uh, I've never liked the Cowboys. Never. No, never. And didn't up until about uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cowboys are good. Yeah, they're I don't decent. care what they did against the Texans because NFL teams, good NFL teams still lose to crappy teams every once in a while and play like crap every once in a while. But the thing is, is they came back and won. They showed determination and grit and all that other those other adjectives for that you know that you use and stuff, but they won. Yeah. They won yeah. the game. They won the game. And yeah. bullshit. And I don't know who they got next. Don't care. <laughs> bullshit. But they're gonna win they're gonna probably go. There's 17 games. They're 10 and three. They're gonna go, They're gonna win the rest of their games because they're gonna beat the Eagles. And they're, again, uh, they're gonna they're they're gonna be 14 and three in this season and might be number two in the uh, NFC. Maybe. <laughs> I put a bet them on them and the win. Eagles at at uh, AT and T Stadium. That is. That's put a bet be, on them and win the Super Bowl. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be a good game. It's not gonna be the Super Bowl, but. Uh, I put a bet on them to win the Super Bowl. You really on the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm, I'm all in. You you go all in. We them boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My team stinks right now, so I'm. I'm well, I, I understand that. But, I uh, mean, I'm obviously I want the Titans to win games, but I'm going for the Cowboys. Okay, and and I'm. And I could. I, that'd I feel be like, like if I feel I like ever, I'm doing it now just to piss people off. Uh, that'd be like if I ever started rooting for the Cubs. It just can't happen. See, it ain't that ain't it ain't like that. That would be like me rooting for uh, your. What you're talking about is me rooting for the Colts, and I'd never do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, or the or the. But see, I, I just couldn't do it. I can't, I can't. do it. I'll, or I'll Alabama, it, you know. But um, it ain't gonna happen. But I understand. Where I'm you're all coming in. From. Go Dak. <laughs> Go Dak. <laughs> I'm a, Tony I'm a, Romo I'm a, Jr. I'm a, Deco- I'm a Dakota Prescott fan. <laughs> Dak's got something to play for now. Tony Romo Jr. Uh, well, I, don't, I don't really know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. But, hey, Cowboy, Cowboys are a good football team. And I don't care what anybody says. We still have some basketball to talk, some MLB and everything else. This is the Weeks in the Pope podcast. While we're saying, more in a moment. College basketball. For some, it's been wonderful to start. I've enjoyed watching some really good games. Uh, Alabama and Houston this past weekend, I thought, was a hell of a game. Uh, Houston, to me, at the one point, looked, oh, man, maybe they are the best team in the nation. Actually fell asleep because they were up so big. Woke up. Alabama's within, I think it was six at that point. And then next thing you know, they came back and won. What What a huge shot. Uh, by Sears uh, and under a minute to go to give them the lead. That was just so big. Yeah, what what was even more surprising to me is Brandon Miller went 0 of 8 from the field. Yeah. Scored they did it without down. him, you yeah. know. Didn't have to have him. That's pretty impressive. He, right now he's leading, like, statistical categories for player of the year, and that's ridiculous. Like, And they win a game without the so-called player of the year. That's signs of a good team. Uh, they played really good That defense. was good. Nate Oates is a good coach. Um he is a good coach. Um, they've got a bunch of – I mean, they've just got a bunch of tall, lanky guys that like to get up and down the uh, court. Uh, they can likes, shoot to three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but th- but their defense, like, out top, because, like you said, they're tall and lanky. They're able to go to dis- dis- disrupt so well. A lot of tip balls, a lot of uh, – you know, just – they cause a lot of chaos. They're not, like, the best defensive team, but they do enough to win games. Yep. Houston's a really good defensive team. They like to run half-court sets and stuff like that. But Alabama just – 
clawed their way back, you know, yeah. just slowly. And that's what they're going to do to teams. And it's uh, it's kind of scary. Like, if you have to see them coming up on your schedule, you're like, damn it. Now we could get a big lead and, you know, they could come back at any time. Now, tonight uh, they've got Memphis. They do. And Memphis just come off of a big upset over Auburn at home. Yep. And Auburn was undefeated, um, which I love to see. Um, I, even though I don't like either team. Cannot stand either team. But I love when Bruce Pearl lose, or loses. Yeah, I'd rather Penny lose, but I like it when Memphis loses. Well, they're, un, they're, 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 they're unranked to me, so I don't yeah. even care. Uh, they're, they're not very good. But they'll, they'll win games they're not supposed to because they play in the uh, American yeah. uh, Athletic Conference. So, you know, that's just the way that goes. But – Tennessee beating uh, Maryland was big on Sunday. What a huge uh, defensive showing in the first half. Hung on toward the end without players. You know, oh god, uh, playing and playing and and you you mentioned that the rims for some reason and, and the, the ball, ball at the at the uh, the whatever that is Barclay Center the Barclay yeah. Center in Brooklyn uh, last year a lot of teams had trouble. And this year, teams had trouble. So they've had six or seven games in yeah. uh, the Barclays Center uh, in the past two years, college-wise. Um, those teams have shot total, I think, 29%. Yeah. Um, that is awful. Something's up there. Just Something's One, up. I want Tennessee to stop going to the Barclays Center. <laughs> yeah, they need to stop. Uh, but, look, they held Maryland to 17 points in the first half, and they were up uh, 16. Uh, so it was going to take a 16 point lead with with Tennessee feels like 30. That does the way they play defense. Yes, Maryland had a hell of a second half comeback. They played great. They're they a good team. Yes, they are. Yeah, they forced a lot of turnovers. Um, that the young kid had uh, was great. He was great. I think he had one one time he scored like 10 straight points. Yep. Uh, he was. I mean, he was fantastic. And they limited Tennessee to one shot. Yeah, and so. yeah, and even though Tennessee had the had more offensive boards, they got most of those in the first half. Tennessee was out without uh, Josiah Jordan James, who I think is their. He's not their best player, but he's their bona fide leader. He's the guy that should be on the court. And they're seven foot three, four or four. Um, he's a rotation guy. He doesn't start. But Jonas Adu, who's a big time player for Tennessee, he was out with. He was sick as a dog. He couldn't yeah. get out of bed. Um, uh, and then you come out and you have to play to, uh, Toby uh, Toby Awaka, who's a freshman from New York, who comes out and gets seven points and eight rebounds in seventeen minutes, and just out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had terrible shooting from people everywhere. There was only one person that shot decently, and that was Zakai Ziegler. The rest were all under, way under their percentages. Uh. It was a terrible shooting game from both sides. Every time Maryland took a three, I didn't care if it went in. But before they shot, I didn't. It didn't bother me. I thought it was. I thought it was going to be missed. Uh, it was just because of the way. Like, it, nobody likes that. Nobody likes that ball. It. it you know, they're not going to bring it up. Nobody in that broadcast brought it up. But it's a big deal to those kids. Yeah. Um, but either way, uh, Tennessee survived. It was a really good game. A uh, very good game. Uh, I, if you're a Tennessee fan, you got to be happy about it. It's another top 15 win. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and they are a top 10 team, without a doubt. Uh, and right now they're number playing six. number six. And they're not, they're, they are getting ready for what looks to be a very good SEC schedule. And I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see them, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, obviously. 
several Kentucky. other teams. Oh yeah, you said Kentucky. Yeah, I said but, Kentucky. Uh, yeah. There's gonna, I mean, there's gonna be teams that will sneak up there. I, look, yes, Texas A&M didn't have a start, a good start to their season, but I feel like they're gonna be pretty decent. Oh yeah. Uh, Mississippi State, uh, they're still undefeated and ranked in the top 25. Now, we'll see how good they are whenever, you know, whenever SEC time comes. But, I mean, they're undefeated and ranked 23rd yeah. right now. Or 20 – no, they're 16th. Yeah, they're they 16th. They moved up to 16th. So. I mean, I, I know of teams that haven't won a game yet. So, <clears throat> uh, the new coach is good for Mississippi State. He is. I think he came from he New is. Mexico State. I'm almost positive about that. But, I mean, another good one. Uh, Kevin Willard from uh, from Maryland. He, he had just came from, I think, Seton Hall. Sounds right, uh, and he, he's a hell of a coach because Maryland was—I mean, yes, they lost—they lost two last week, but they lost to Wisconsin and Tennessee. Those are two really good programs. They're not uh, at home, and I mean, they, they were on really, the road. But yeah. they also beat Illinois the, this past, or yeah. the past weekend, or you know, last weekend. And Illinois, now you know, they El- were top ten. Illinois beat Texas on Tuesday last yeah. week. Then they go off and then lose to Penn State at home. Yeah. That one, uh, you just hard to figure. Uh, that must have been why uh, Texas's coach decided to go on a drinking binge and uh, do what he did. Uh, he's been a, he was arrested, and I, I'm really shocked that uh, right now he's still the coach at Texas. Suspended indefinitely for the arre- for uh, uh, for an arrest for an alleged domestic assault incident. Um, obviously. There's some things that have came out, uh, but that's rough. That is rough. Um, you can't come back from that in a lot of ways. Uh, nope. It takes a while if he you is, even are able to coach. Again. His lawyer is claiming that he has video or he has proof that his fiance was the aggressor in all of this, but he's not going to release it. So that just sounds pretty fishy to me. Yeah. Uh, but okay. I mean, it's a shitty situation. You better release it in court. Yeah, because you you're going to get a felony. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a bad, that's a black eye, uh, big time. You can't come out with it. I, I don't mean that you know, pun wise or anything. It is for the program. It is for him. Uh, it, it takes away from what those kids are doing, and they are playing fantastic basketball. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they ended up winning last night. I was. I was at the uh, summer league game with uh, the Grizzlies and the Hawks game while that game was on on last night. They played Rice, but I knew that at one point they were down nine, uh, and they were twenty three and a half or twenty four and a half point. They were twenty four and a half point uh, favorites, and so I I, I'm obviously thinking they didn't cover. Well, yeah, I mean, and and that, that it would have a line really surprised me given the oh, situation. I think at one time before the arrest, it was like thirty. Wow, Texas won in overtime. By six. Okay, so yeah, they did not cover the spread. No, and it definitely affects those kids. Yeah, their coach, I mean, their coach gets arrested for uh, an alleged, uh, and and we have to use that alleged domestic assault incident because the truth has not came out, and we may not ever know the truth. So yeah, but if he gets charged with a, a felony domestic assault because of something, because it said strangulation. Mm. Like he choked the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, okay. it's a terrible situation. Uh, I don't. I don't like it. Uh, I don't want to even be involved in it. If I'm no. a Texas fan, I don't want to be in anywhere near it. Um, but let it. I guess you got to let it play out and see. Um, you can. What and, happens in but, the court? But systems. the ethics clause can be used to fire him and yeah. uh, get rid of his contract and everything. But right so. now he's sus- suspended indefinitely. So that's yeah. 
I don't know if that's without pay or with pay. Um, it probably is. I who I don't know what it is, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, he he, sh- he don't need to be on the sidelines until he one. He's I mean, he, my man drinks a lot. Yeah, and he's admitted that. Um, I don't know if he's an alcoholic, but he drinks a lot. Uh, so, you know, maybe he can take this time to look at himself and maybe try to fix some things. Even if he, you know, maybe he is telling the truth. But maybe he still has to realize he's got to fix some things. Yeah. I mean, he, he obviously does, and that's that's hard to come back from on those situations. Uh, any big games? Uh, the, uh, we talked about uh, Memphis, Alabama tonight. I have plenty. Um, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, Memphis and Alabama tonight. Uh, so, when you hear this, uh, the game will already be over. Uh, on Wednesday, we have UCLA at Maryland. That'll be a pretty good one. Um, I agree. And then we move all the way to the weekend because I didn't like anything from Thursday to Friday or Thursday and Friday. But Saturday at 9.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time, uh, Tennessee travels to Arizona. Mm. Wow. A top ten matchup. Uh, that ought to be really fun. Uh, Arizona's coming off a – let's see, they won – I think they won the last two, the, but they had just they had got upset by Utah, and I think they've won the last two. They beat Indiana this week, who was ranked in the top ten. Um, then we have on Saturday Alabama and Gonzaga Ooh. in Birmingham. That'll be a good that'll Gonzaga. Be a just game. they they don't shy away from anyone. No, they don't care. They'll play anybody anywhere. They will. This is amazing. Uh, now, cool. a lot of times people won't even will refuse to go play at Gonzaga. So that's why they play a lot of games like in yeah. Birmingham or in Phoenix or mm-hmm. or in South, South Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go go into South Dakota to play uh But that's to play a game. That that ought to be fun. Um also on Saturday, uh UCLA at Kentucky. Another another Two major programs playing each other, or like you know, prestigious pro- programs playing each other. That game in the past has been really good. Uh, we've seen in the past that UCLA has come in and shocked Kentucky. Then the next year, Kentucky just takes revenge on them uh, and that kind of thing. So it, that's always a fun game. Yep. And then Sunday to top uh, to finish up the week, I have Auburn at USC. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. USC's pretty good. Pretty good programs. Um, News-wise, though, we have uh, Baycott from UNC finally returned. He had been hurt, and, you know, North Carolina had lost four in a row. But he was in there for some of them. Was he? Was, wasn't front? he? I don't think so. I think he's been out for a little while. What he, he was in there in the Alabama game. Well, the, all right, so he might have got hurt in the Alabama game. I think he did. Well, he, he then they, then they lost the next two. Yeah. Well, he's back. They d- dominated Saturday against Georgia Tech. I know it's just Georgia Tech, but still, they did dominate. They finally still. got back on the winning track. So who knows how good he the, is? He is a difference maker, he was especially the defensively. Player of the year last year. Yeah, he's defensively. He's very good. Offensively, needs a lot of work, but uh, his ability to 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 get offensive rebounds is big. Yeah. Uh, also, um, another thing that we haven't or that that hasn't been I have I can't believe I'm not really seeing it much. Larry Brown was an assistant coach at Memphis and he stepped down this week uh due to health issues. Hmm. So I hope, you know, I mean Larry Brown's a legend. Legend. I yep. hope, hope that nothing's like serious with him, but I yeah. mean I guess he's, well, he's putting up with Penny all this time. God, I know. Um then I've got uh the last thing I've got for college football or college basketball is a pretty cool story. Uh, couple, past couple of years, everybody's seen the viral videos of the one-handed basketball player. Yeah. 
who yeah. was dunking all over. Well, he went to Northwestern State, and this past Saturday or Sunday, he scored his first points of the season with a massive dunk on like in, in the middle of a win. Uh, he went two of three from the field and one of five from the free throw line. He lost part of his arm as a child when a pile of cinder blocks fell on him. Oh, wow. But that was really cool to see. Guy got yep. his first points. That is awesome. Let's uh, take a break, come back with our last segment. This is the Weeks in the Pope podcast. Cardinals got their catcher. Somehow was able to spend a little money. Not a lot, really. If you look at it, Wilson Contreras is a bargain. A bargain. Yeah, he, uh, let's see. Minus catcher, above average hitter, or no, like uh, not above average. He's a a plus hitter. He's a plus hitter. I, uh, I say he's he's average catcher, but he's an all star. So that's, he's got a gun. That so that's great. He does um, throw the ball well, but yeah, uh, handling pitching staffs. You know, it's just something that's uh, well. I mean, he's he's been with some decent ones. Let's look at the catchers that the Cardinals have on the roster or <laughs> in the in the organization. Number one being Andrew Kisner, and the other one being. Um, yeah, that's and, in Springfield that they brought up a few times, <laughs> and then they had the guy that they traded away. So, who actually ended up being good for the Reds? So that kind of sucked. But uh, Wilson Contreras obviously is was the one that we wanted. Uh, he wanted to be a Cardinal. He's wanted to be a Cardinal for years, but he couldn't because he's with the Cubs. He's with the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, so great for him. Uh, I still think they need to find somebody else. Maybe a corner outfielder. Probably so. They're uh, not going to get the shortstop that I wanted. No, uh, he goes to the Giants, and the Giants are now hogtied for years and years and years with a stupid contract. The Giants have spent so much money this offseason. <laughs> they're uh, going all in on winning them a World Series. I guess if, I guess everybody's got money in California. They must. Uh, 13 years, $350 million for the San Francisco Yeah, Giants. he's not worth that. Not worth that. But, but I mean, but look what Trey what Turner a, made. Yeah. 10, 11 years, $310 million. Yeah, they, the, the owners, it amazes me, and it always has, that the owners do it to themselves, and then they lock them out because they did it to themselves. You know, basically, they signed stupid contracts. I was looking at the, the remaining free agents. Uh, Matt Carpenter's 25th, and I was thinking, you got to be shitting me. Uh, but if he's DH option only. Uh, with the right team. Yeah, with the if, Yankees, with uh, with the the shift rule coming into play this year, could be a little good. For, uh, could yeah. be good for him. But I if think, he learns to hit, uh, I thought again, he retired, so. so it really doesn't matter to <laughs> me. Michael Walker's available. Hmm. Would you take a chance on him? Uh, Justin Turner. We don't need a third baseman for the Cardinals, but somebody does, and he's probably just going to go back to the Dodgers, more than likely. Uh, Corey Kluber. That's a starting pitcher right These there. guys are just getting old, though, right? Yeah. Elvis Andrus, uh, I th- shortstop with the Rangers, he really he's, never panned out. He's, I think, 32. Yeah. He's, he just hadn't panned out. But he's he's a, a very good defensive shortstop. So they made it clear, the Cardinals made it clear that uh, Tommy Edmond is their guy. No, I can't argue with that. I mean, he he does well in the field. He does fairly well in the at the plate. As maybe a nine hole hitter. So what we're saying, or what they're saying is, or what I'm saying now is, I guess you need to go out and get a corner outfielder that can hit for average. Or you bring up Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker's coming. Yeah. So you still probably need to do that because I mean we've had injury problems with everybody else. I mean uh, Tyler O'Neill's been hurt. Yeah. The past two years, on and off. So 
bringing Jordan Walker to play right field. Who else is out there? You've got Tyler on there that's playing left. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, obviously, you have uh, – well, that's a good point. But who's available? I, there's plenty. I, and I was going to give you the list, but I just kind of – today I just kind of went on and did the uh, yeah. free agent signings for what, that has taken place. Noah over Syndergaard the is available. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if they'll, if they'll even try to get a starting pitcher, which I think they should. They lost Jose Quintana, who I loved, signed with the Mets. I know, and I, I was really disappointed with that because he had a great ending to the season. Uh, Nathan Navaldi, Boston pitcher, he's Actually available. Like him. He is good. Uh, Dansby Swanson is available. He's well. He's the next one. So they've set the market with Correa, and yeah, he's going. He's going to get a Trey butt Turner. ton of money. He's going to probably be like high two hundreds, is what I'm thinking. Now. Yes. Uh, I was. I'd be surprised if the Braves don't sign him back. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I also don't see the Braves spending two hundred million dollars on Dansby Dan Swanson. No, that's that's a possibility too. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Very good point. Hey, but but you know, all right. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the Cardinals. I really don't know the strategy now. I knew they were going to go get a catcher, and they got the catcher. Yep. I don't know what they're going to do from here on out. Uh, I don't. I don't think they sign any of these people we named off. Um, uh, if they do, and Elvis Andrus is a possibility, but he's he's not. Well, he wouldn't be. He an hasn't everyday. been relative in quite a while. I don't think he'd while. be an everyday guy, anyway. No, uh, I, don't, I don't see anybody on there that's going to help you. Uh, like you said, corner outfielder more than likely. That'll be coming through a trade more than likely because of yeah, so many even thought about that. I haven't even thought about that. There's trades. There's trades that already have happened. Like Mitch, or uh, you know, we had Colton Wong. I think was on last two, or we mm-hmm. had Colton Wong got traded Forgot last Tuesday. That, yeah, uh, we had really Sean Murphy got that. traded yesterday to the Braves. That was huge. Two top for ten tra- uh, catchers traded at the, in the, at the same trade. Yeah. I'm not positive. I understand that. I don't like that one because I think the Braves are going backwards a little bit, but. Um, okay, so maybe maybe Murphy handles the pitching staff a little better, but you can't uh, you can't show that with the recent uh, Oakland seasons. So. Well, the Brewers Brewers got better because they ended up they getting William Contreras. I see. So. Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, Sean Murphy has been regarded as one of the best catchers or up and coming catchers in the past couple of years anyways. Yeah. So the Braves went out and got him. So, so it was Oakland fire sailing so they could uh, move to Nashville? I don't know if anybody's moving to Nashville now. That like, I, I think if Oakland moves anywhere, it's going to be Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think – I think if you get a team in Nashville, it's going to be uh, a full-blown expansion team. Or the or the Rays, the Rays, but they're working on a new deal right now to get a new stadium or something, which makes no sense. <laughs> it really does. Well, you know, it it. I realize it rains quite a bit in in Florida each day, but in Tampa Bay, I think you could get away with uh, an open stadium, and people would enjoy being out in the sun a little bit more because it's. Just recent, I don't understand what's going on in Tampa. Anyway, it's like they're not even like. I think for the first time ever, they just signed a contract, or they signed the biggest contract in franchise history, and I can't even remember who it is. Uh, I'm. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, me either. For a team that's so good, I don't know what they're doing, and they can't get anybody there. Nobody cares to go to baseball games in Tampa. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a dingy stadium. It's it's, it's an awful worse. place. It is the worst stadium in baseball. 
without so, a doubt. Uh, I don't really know. I don't know what. I don't know what they're doing. My phone or my <laughs> my watch decided she she wanted to start talking in the middle of that. So we have what? Uh, we had a few signings. Yeah, uh, and I'll just go through them. Um, and I'm not going to give you all of them because, well, uh, who cares about half of them? Uh, Cody Bellinger signed with the Cubs. Yes. Uh, Mitch Hanniger signed with the Giants on a big deal. So the Giants went all in. Like, they, they really did. They didn't get the one that we talked about la- last week. They didn't get Aaron Judge right after the show yeah. or, uh, last week. He signed with the uh, Yankees, I think, in the second biggest deal of all time. Yep. Um, Brandon Nemo signed a, a strange eight-year $162 million with the Mets. Uh, don't know why they're spending that much money on Brandon Nemo, but whatever. Uh, another big one I thought was Xander Bogarts, another shortstop, signed with the uh, Padres and left the Red Sox. Another superstar leaving the Red Sox yeah. to go out west. Yeah. Uh, ever since uh, Theo left, man, Red Sox have just gone straight down. They're just kind of, they're honestly just kind of stupid. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox terrible. also made another deal. They found their new closer, Kenley Jansen, who left the Braves <laughs> to come back there. But I don't really know how dominant Kenley Jansen is anymore because. He had way too many blown saves in, in yeah. Atlanta. Um, There's a reason he's not with the Dodgers anymore. Right. And went to Atlanta. Uh, let's see. I had Philly sign Tywan Walker uh, to the rotation for a four-year, $72 million. That's a good deal for them yeah. uh, to s- solidify their pitching staff, which is, you know, with Aaron Nola and um, Zach Wheeler, that's a pretty good staff now. It's not bad. Um, and... Oh, and and the Mets signed the uh, Japanese star Kota Senge, uh, five years, seventy five million dollars. He was one hundred and four and fifty one with a two four two ERA in Japan. So uh, they now have added Justin Verlander and uh, Kota or Kota, I think that's how you pronounce yeah. it, uh, to their starting rotation, and, along with Jose Quintana. Yes, yes, I, that one disappointed me. Like I said, I actually think they improved their staff quite a bit. Very much, very much. Even though they lost to Grom. Uh, still, I think they. you're right that they did improve. That's without a doubt. But uh, there's going to be more free agent pickups, uh, trades in the next couple, me in about a month or so. We're yeah. going to see quite a bit of action. Uh, there's still big names out there. Uh, like we said, we mentioned Dan Speaks Hanson. Uh, he is the next one in line. Everybody's like looking forward to it. You had the big three, which was Xander, uh, Carlos Correa and Trey Turner. You had yep. those three, and I think Dansby was just waiting for that to happen to see where his market is. Might as well. And he's he can gonna, go back to the Braves and say, you know, this much. Uh, yeah, or or I'm going to go. I'll, somebody is going to pay me two hundred eighty five, two hundred ninety million dollars. Yep. So that's uh, that's it right now. I don't have any other. I mean, there was some other signings, but they're you know they're just basic. People, it's nothing that moves the needle for me, so I didn't relocations. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. care for that. I'm, obviously, if the Cardinals sign somebody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna point that out. If you like throwing away your money, this is the place to be. Stevens' best bets. Okay, so we had a couple technical difficulties, if uh, if you want to call it that. Recording the podcast, so we didn't really get the best bet segment in. So I've got to do this solo. Um, so we're going to start off with my uh, overall record. Uh, I'm 31 and 29 and five. Uh, it's not terrible, uh, but I was an I'm an abysmal 12, 18 and four in the NFL. 
So with that, we got to catch up, and I'm going to give you four picks. I did uh, I did something different this week. I uh, I ask some of the coworkers to give some advice, uh, and this is what we came up with. I did one for myself. I'm not going to tell which ones are which, but we're just going to go with it. Um, it, as much as it pains me to do it, and I don't like betting or betting against my favorite team, but I'm going to do it now. The Titans have lost three in a row. They are dog crap. Uh, Chargers are three-point favorites. I'm going to take the Chargers minus three, hosting the Titans this Sunday at 325. Um, second, the uh, next one I'm going to do, uh, Thursday Night Football, 49ers are on a roll. They're hosting the Seahawks. They're kind of coming back down to earth. They're three-point favorites. Give me the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy at quarterback, minus three at the Seahawks on Thursday night. Um, Then I'm going to go – well, I mean, you already know I said earlier that the Cowboys are my my new favorite team for the year, for the rest of the season – um, so I'm just going to ride them now. Uh, Cowboys are four-point favorites at the Jags. The Jags have won, t- I think, two games in a row, but uh, it's time for them to come back down to earth. It's time for them to uh, to face a defense that's actually dominant. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. They're minus four. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys at the Jacksonville Jags, minus four. And then I'm going to do... Yeah, I'm going to do the Cincinnati Bengals minus three and a half at the Bucks. Uh, the Br- Brady and the Bucks are dead. They look awful. Bengals are all have won five in a row now. I uh, I just I feel like the Bengals are going to win and cover in that one, even on the road. Um, I'm going to do something else in honor of the World Cup. Argentina and France play Sunday, December eighteenth at nine Central. Uh, the over and under goals is at two and a half for that. Um, don't know a ton about soccer. Um, I do watch quite a bit, but I'm going to go in that one. I take the over two and a half. I think there's a lot of offensive firepower there, uh, you know, with the stars like Lionel Messi and then uh, Mbappe for France. Just take the over two and a half. We'll see how I do on that one. Uh, before we go, I have we had some breaking news uh, as I was driving home. Mississippi State, uh, even though you know dealing with the uh, loss of uh, Mike Leach, you know, who, just a tragic loss for college football. They wanted to they wanted to play their bowl game uh, in honor of Coach Leach, but today uh, they named Zach Arnett the head coach, who was their defensive coordinator. Uh, they finished. Um, they finished 39th nationally defensively. Uh, I feel like that was the best way to keep things stabilized in the program. Uh, I think it's a really good, uh, you know, really good hire going forward. Anyways, um, I, I'm anxious to see what they do offensively now. Uh, but you know, they said that they were going to play. Um, they're going to play Illinois in the uh, Rely Quest Bowl. Uh, so you know, we'll see how that goes. I'll have me some uh, bowl bets on the next podcast. Uh, you've got a couple this this Friday. I don't really care about that, but uh, I'll throw some you know some fun bets out there for college uh, bowls uh, in the next week or so 
on on next week's uh, podcast. But with that, we uh, appreciate it. Want to thank the people over at all the fine folks over there at Hops and Barley. Uh, they're really good to us. Um, go check, you know, go check Robin. Uh, he does trivia there on Wednesday nights. Just go, you know, go have fun there. Also, want to thank Grant Harper at Project Seven Three One. He does our merch. If you want any merch, please, you know, let me know. Reach out to me. I can put together an order, and we'll send it over there to him, and I can get them to you, or we can ship them out. Uh, but with that, uh, we'll see you next week, and thanks for listening.